Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 8th of November. And just remember, all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, now we've got that out of the way. The uh, SPY Futures, let's kick off with the SPY Futures today. They're closed up. Well, they're not closed because they don't close till just around now. Up 24 points, or 0.35% to 69.60. So it looks as if we could have another positive day in store. We were up 41 points yesterday, another 24 points potentially today. As the U.S. markets kicked higher as the day wore on, we had the Dow Jones closing up 424 points, or 1.31%, 32,827. It had a low of plus 22 and a high of plus 492, so just slightly off its highs there. The Nasdaq was up 0.85, so not very exciting on the Nasdaq, 89 points or 10,565. And the S&P 500 was up around 1% to 3806.8. So uh, we did see a little bit of uh, toing and throwing throughout the day uh, with the Nasdaq going from positive to negative. But uh, it was the second straight day of positive gains. Uh, 11 of the S&P 500 sectors, uh, eight rows led by communication services, which was up 1.8%, and energy doing well as well. Why is the US market rallying? Well, that is a good question. But certainly there is a feeling that maybe we have seen peak inflation, and maybe we are seeing that slowing of US rate rises as well, although nothing has been said. Of course, that Chinese reopening plan uh, also helped, although that was quashed at the weekend, but the thought still lingers. The other big factor, of course, in play is the US midterms, which are voted on on Tuesday. It may be that we don't get the results, but it certainly looks as if Joe Biden is going to have some issues there. And it may be that we do get a lame duck kind of uh, administration where they don't have the power to do anything and the Republicans will be uh, holding the whip hand again, which the market is seeing as a positive Of course, if we do have uh, a Republican landslide in the midterms, uh, which does look uh, increasingly uh, like a possibility, uh, then, of course, we could see the prospect of Donald Trump running for president in 2024. So interesting times ahead for the US. The US dollar index fell 0.7% again. uh, So that was good news. Uh, The 10-year, though, in terms of that bond yield, up to 4.22%. The two-year, 4.72%. So that is not such good news. And we did see the Aussie dollar or the Aussie 10-year up to just shy of 4%. So not great news there. The Aussie dollar cruising up towards 65 cents, 64.77 at the moment. The VIX index fell 3.4%, back down to 24.44, coming back down to those kind of um, ho-hum levels where nobody seems very concerned about buying any insurance in the market at the moment. So uh, there is a certain amount of calm descending in US markets, and there is a feeling that it's trying to push higher. Stock 600 in Europe was up 0.3 of a percent. FTSE down half a percent, though. Germany up half a percent. France unchanged, and Spain up a quarter of a percent. 
in overnight trade. Not much on the economic front from the US, very much concentrating on those midterm elections. Uh, Certainly, if the Republicans do sweep Congress, it will lead to that stalemate in Washington, which will mean no new spending, which is good for rates and good for Treasury supply. Meta was also doing well today. Uh, They jumped over uh, 6% as they reported they were looking to begin large-scale layoffs this week. Uh, The stock is down more than 70% so far this year. And Tesla, I have to say, if you were Elon Musk, you would be a little torn at the moment, but you're in the midst of uh, realigning Twitter. And you've also got Tesla, which was down 4.3%. That's the lowest level the stock has been at since June 2021. It's down more than 43% to date. That is Tesla. So not a good night for Tesla. Looking at commodities, though, let's go through the commodities. Brent crude, ease slightly down 0.7%, 65 cents, 97.92. Still not far from 100 US dollars a barrel, though. WTI down 74 cents or 0.8 of a percent, 91.79. Gold pretty much unchanged, which was uh, not bad. At least it held on to those gains as the US dollar came unstuck a little bit, that down 0.7% on that US dollar index. Copper, though, down 2.2%. Nickel down 1.6%. Aluminium down 1.1%. Zinc down 0.3%. Lead up 2.1%. Tonne up 1.3%. So a little bit of action there. Iron ore as well, well and truly off the bottom, up 2.28%. 87.10%. So uh, a little bit of interest still in that iron ore and that Chinese reopening story. Looking across to the mining stocks overseas, we had BHP down half percent, Rio up 0.2 of a percent. So not much movement there at the station. But the word had passed around in Freeport, McMoran down 2.1%, Alcoa down 2.1%, Tech unchanged, Anglo up 0.9%, Glencore unchanged, Vale falling 3.4%, and Arbomile up half a percent. In other U.S. stocks in the tech space, Apple was modestly higher. Uh, Meta having a good day, up 6.5%. Google up 2.2%. Microsoft 2.9%. Amazon, though, falling half percent. Tesla, as we said earlier, uh, fell half a percent. Uh, sorry, 5.01%. Netflix down 0.8%. U.S. banks slightly firmer. Citigroup, the best of the bunch, up 1.3%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, rose 4.3%. The US uh, dollar price of Bitcoin dropped 1.7% last night. That didn't seem to stop Block from going uh, 4% higher. We also have seen this morning in terms of local highlights, we've seen James Hardy out with their results. Uh, They will uh, issue a 200 million US dollar buyback instead of paying dividends after posting a double-digit increase in first-half profits. Profits after tax rose 22% to $2.58 million for the half year. In the second quarter, global net sales jumped 10% to $997.6 million US. And adjusted income was up 13% to $175.8 million US. There is no dividend for James Hardy. They have replaced the unfranked dividend with that $200 million US share buyback. Uh, Sims Group also has uh, in the news today. We have a trading update from those guys out this morning. 
uh, guiding to uh, a half-year first-half underlying EBIT between 65 and 75 million versus a year ago of 361 million. So uh, interesting to see how the market reacts to that. Lower scrap volumes resulting from significantly reduced economic activity coupled with increased competition for available infeed has tightened trading margins in both percentage and dollar per ton terms. Inflation remains multi-decade highs across all our markets. Against this backdrop, the company continues to be cautious. Underlying EBIT for first half FY23, 65 to 75. Um, So cost mitigations initiatives implemented have only partially offset inflationary pressures. That doesn't sound particularly good for Sims Group. In other news today, the Reserve Bank in New Zealand said that its current governor, Adrian Orr, had been reappointed for another five-year term starting late March. And SHV, which is Select Harvest, has announced the CEO MD transition. In the newspapers today, Shore and Partners are interested in acquiring Perpetual's private client business as part of a potential breakup. And there is a major boardroom battle brewing at Pacific Smiles, PSQ, the stock code there. Founder and the major shareholder, Alexander Abrahams, is seeking to replace the entire board and reset its strategy. You would think that being dental would just be a strategy in its own right. And the WA government has walked away from plans to sell the state's TAB after deciding any bids still on offer were not up to scratch. Uh, Recently, the News Corp uh, bet er uh, BTR withdrew from the bidding process last month. So that uh, threw the process into a little bit of chaos. And the WA government has decided not to pursue the sale of uh, their TAB. Also this morning, we've had OFX Group reporting uh, this morning. And they had a uh, NOI of 105.3 million Aussie versus a year ago, 68.6 million uh, so it looks like a better number from OFX being the stock code there. Calix also has announced a near $1 million grant. Uh, they did lose some grants a little while ago, but they have been successful in getting arena support for its Vest Zesty uh, emissions steel technology. Zero emissions steel technology, that's Zesty. Uh, they've got the grant from Arena, which is the Australian Renewables Energy Agency. So uh, $947,000 there. Question of the day, or just uh, coming through at the moment, we've got the Lottery Corp providing a trading update for the four months to 31st of October. Revenue up 11% year on year. Uh, Lottery's revenue up 9%. Kino going nuts, up 33% year on year. And in other news, WeBit Nano has received its first manufactured product of the WeBit Reram from Skywalker, the US production facility there. So good news continues to come for Weebit Nano. Question of the day today. Of course, we've got the US midterms happening. Will the US midterms be a catalyst for a US Santa Claus rally? Heading, of course, into Thanksgiving and the US season of giving and buying on Amazon and various other online places. But will this be a catalyst for a U.S. Santa rally. The other catalyst could be the uh, uh, the mass layoffs that we've seen for technology companies. Meta about to join that. Twitter has been uh, selling or, or getting rid of lots and lots of their staff. And then 
having to hire them back. So interesting times for US technology companies. But is this the catalyst? US midterms for a sustained and substantial US tech rally. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.